0: Hola, que tal amigos? That is right, you are listening to Academics and Amigos. I am your host, Anton Ramirez. This week, I interview an old friend of mine, Pedro Sanchez Jr., who is a pharmacist and a owner slash founder of PSJ Custom Creations, which is a car wrap company that he'll talk about a little bit later in this episode. This is an amazing episode that I can't wait for you all to hear. Very, very deep and has a lot of heart. So, Peter, thank you so much for being a guest and let's get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Academics and Amigos. I am here with one of my oldest friends and a friend from my neighborhood and um, a person that I only not consider, not only consider a friend, but like a brother, like his family and I are like incredibly close and... um, He's just uh, one of those people that I'm happy to have in my life, and it's, it's just, I'm really proud of him, too. He's done some amazing things, and um, just seeing how we've grown up together and are doing really cool things together now, uh, it's, it's really cool. So I'm really happy to have him as a guest. Um, my friend Pedro Sanchez Jr., uh, I call him Peter, so I'll be calling him Peter throughout this conversation, or Pete. Um, he's a pharmacist, and he's also the owner of uh psj custom creations which we will be talking about a little bit later in this episode peter how are you doing man
1: dude i'm very blessed and thank you for that amazing introduction
0: oh man well it's the truth you know it's like like um we we had a conversation prior to recording and we were just going back and just having nostalgia trips about things about our childhood and our families and high school and all that i'm surprised we didn't talk about middle school too but um, now that you were saying that right now that we we were, I just had a question.
1: Did we go to, did you go to Clardy?
0: Do we went to Clardy, Henderson, and Jeff together. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, Because
1: I vividly remember high school, but
0: middle yeah. school, not so much. I think and, when we really started to hang out more. Because I remember seeing you in Clardy. Um, yeah. But, but I didn't, I think we really started hanging out more in middle school because we had each other for English class with Mrs. Estrada and then I remember that you said in the back corner how I remember these types of things I don't know but we sat adjacently from each other (laughs) I was on one corner and you were in the other corner right and then and then I think I came up to you one time like hey you live in my neighborhood huh (laughs) (laughs) and then we just kind of like we're like hey we should hang out one day and then so we just started hanging out more and more and we became like super close out of that
1: yeah I do think I remember that and that's never changed. Like even through high school, college, pharmacy school, always sat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> never changed. But um, no man, thank you once again for having me here. It's my honor, privilege of being here and talking with you. Um, I also follow all the things you've done. You've been an amazing friend throughout
0: is it like 20 years now, 20 plus been, years? I don't know it's been. I don't even know. It's it's been it's a good majority of our life we've been friends dude yeah So it's 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 one of those you, good, yeah
1: you know my family i know yours it's been <laughs> basketballs and oh <laughs> uh, it's
0: it, it's been a good good knowing you man yeah man it's it's been it's been good times it's been good times and and it's just um you know there's plenty more plenty more plenty more years to go man plenty more this years- is yet to come yes sir yes sir um so i want to talk to you about um, like we talked about our early days together, but I want to know a little bit about like the pharmacy aspect. Like how, how did you want to become an, um, a pharmacist? When did you become interested in being a pharmacist and how did you go through that process? Okay. Before that, can I ask you a
1: question? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Cause, uh, I've been asking this around, um, to some of my call co- of some of my work coworkers and everything, but so with all this COVID stuff and um it's been a pretty it's an interesting year it's, yeah yeah To say the less uh what's one thing you
0: miss one thing i miss pre-covid era um i miss going to the movies okay yeah i um i miss going to the theaters and, and sitting down with a thing of popcorn and a drink and just being there eating popcorn watching movies on a big screen mm-hmm. um that's one thing i miss i miss spending time with my family and 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 um you know my girlfriend over there in El Paso um spending time with my friends and and things like that too and not having to worry about things you know that was nice but um the one thing that came to my head was the movies because I, I miss going to the movies and I'd usually go with those people that I mentioned too so um that was nice I missed that um what about you man uh didn't really go to the movies,
1: though. But I, 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 do what, um, what you said right now. Like you do, you just miss not being worried. Like I, I can't remember the last time I went to a store like without a mask or mm-hmm. came home from work that not having to like desanitize and go to work, um, be extra careful with like uh, social distancing and everything. Gatherings, of course. Gather, anything family related. Gatherings, um, traveling for sure. I, 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 i never, I've never been the adventurous type. Like, oh, let's go California or let's go New York. And um, the 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 people that have been in my in my family, like my sister, my girlfriend, like people like 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 that. I do miss uh, traveling with them. Um, I miss that, I miss certain, certain, I guess, liberties, you could say, like you can't really just up and walk out and do your normal uh, daily activities. But, um, and I guess my next question is, what's one thing you've learned through this whole year? Cause you know, life is just a constant learning circle. And right? Yeah, and so what's one thing you have learned?
0: These are good questions, man. Um, so I thought of two other things I want to mention too before before um, I answer okay. the question is that I also missed, like um, cookouts with with friends and family because I would I would have cookouts and stuff like that too, and then I also missed uh, the game nights that we would have with those associated cookouts and then um very heated basketball yeah yeah <laughs> uh I remember one time I think Carlos said one this is the ball in my face and boom, like, that. And then, oh. like I hurt myself at that time but yeah, it was that was fun it was a part of the process it was fun we would play basketball in our backyard uh together all, all of us um and then uh the other thing is I miss teaching in front of my students
1: oh yeah Yeah. I miss
0: that so much dude like I like I love building that rapport that I have with my students and I learned to appreciate that and I guess to go into that second question you asked me is that like learn to like I've learned to appreciate people a lot more like Mm -hmm. I've learned to appreciate the time I have with people in person more even and I've learned to appreciate even through zoom calls like the ones that we're having like this conversation that we're having right now we're doing it in a socially distant manner but I've learned to appreciate people even more and the time that I have with them even more because, um, you know, through, through a process like this, it makes you really reflect on things like, man, I'm, I'm like, I miss being around people. I miss doing things that I took for granted, you know, and um, it made me realize how much I did take for granted, including the people in my life sometimes. And, and it's just, um, just one of those things that made me reflect a lot about um, who I am as a person, those around me, how I do certain things or how I did certain things. And yeah, it's just, I I think that was the biggest thing. It was just kind of a giant reflective period that led me to realize like, man, I, you know, the people in my life are special and, and, um, you know, we should really take care of ourselves and our health, you know? you know and, and well, you
1: the, you basically you, took my my answer like yeah. i took so many things for granted especially with uh you know how when you're an adult like adulting what like we're talking about right now yeah. um you get caught up in work you get caught up in just stuff that really doesn't matter and i guess through this whole COVID area or things you kind of take granted i um realized the real, the things that really matter, like family, um, friends, not all friends. There's like certain friends that do look out for you, like, Hey, how are you doing with all this? Like anything I could help with. Um, and not only that, but I took, in, I, I took for granted my health a lot. Mm-hmm. Like we, um, what, what would happen happened if God forbid, like one of my close family members got it never, never, ever saw him or we saw him, but we were able to just look at him through a screen, like you and I are talking. Yeah, we did. Look fortunate enough, like when, um, when we used to have people um, in the hospital, like my mom and everything, like we were there, we were physically holding yeah. their hand. Yeah, you are gonna get through this, you're gonna get through this. Mm-hmm. And now with this, you're basically not, you're holding a tablet, you're not you don't yeah. have that physical like it's gonna be okay, and that's what I took it for granted for, for granted just the the whole uh, family portion. Like, really think, I guess, also learn how to prioritize things like prioritize family, prioritize
0: the time I do have not at work. Yeah, and, um, just not yeah. health. Like, like speaking about that too. Like, especially like with family. Um, And th- I remember I told you this too Like it was a conversation we had to text That one of my uncles passed away You know, mm-hmm. my, Alice, my, my cousin Alice's dad You know, and um, She went exactly through what you were saying About seeing him pass away Through COVID, but through a tablet And not being able to be there And I know that's been one of those things for her That has been really, really difficult And, you know it, it, It's tough for anybody to pass away For sure, you know, but in a situation like this where you can't be there to hold somebody or to like be next to them and all that it's even more difficult to be distant from them at a time like that you know it's exactly it, it it's hard enough you're trying to say goodbye to a loved one i yeah. can imagine throwing a uh a, a, a device yeah and and everything's like and it's ironic now that everything's done through devices like we're having this conversation through a device now you know mm-hmm. we, we we text we call people we FaceTime and all this through devices, but there's moments that do need. And, and that's one of the things, too, that I, I I um started to learn to appreciate more like the face to face interactions the, that we have with one another. You know, um, those in-person conversations that we have with another whenever we're safely able to have them is like. Whenever you do have that chance to see somebody or be around somebody, it's like I value that so much. But like in a situation like I mentioned with like my cousin and that, you know, it's one of those moments like you don't think about it until
1: it something happens. like
0: that. Yeah, until like a pandemic situation like that happens, you know, it's like, wow, you don't really, you know, you want to be there with that person and stuff. But, if you know, due to the situation that we're in, you know, this is the best way we can do it. But I mean, it's it's heavy, you know, it's tough and that yeah. doesn't make it any easier. But yeah, yeah, so. I don't know. It's, I, it's, those are, those are, those are good questions. And
1: I, I guess one of the final question is, do you think, um, cause I know, cause um, I, I heard you came back from hiatus and took time for yourself and then mm-hmm. stuff like that. Do you think that because of all that, it kind of intensified your, I guess, stress? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it oh, did, yeah. but um. And I also wanted to tell you, like I commend you for, for for doing that because not a lot of people realize that they're overworked and over uh just saturated with things that they they're they're bearing. And um I remember one of your episodes, you were saying too that you were getting very irritated. <laughs> yeah. And the reason I tell you that is because I'm starting like maybe it's age maybe it's that we're adults now but (laughs) man things are just getting a little bit more irritated I don't know it's because we're on edge because everything that's happening or I don't know but like you know me uh, for me to get mad
0: yeah it it takes a lot it's
1: almost impossible yeah but lately
0: I, I think it's a lot bro like I think it's a lot it's like it's it's like a combination of things. It really is. Like for me, that's what it was. It was a combination of things. And um that led me to really have that burnout, you know. And I think the pandemic was one of them too. It really did intensify it because being locked up in an apartment, not seeing people, not interacting with people, not you know, not really getting a proper amount of sunlight or mm-hmm. and things like that, it affects you, you know what I mean? Um and i would literally just hermit myself in my apartment and it was um it was yeah it, it affected me you know it affected me so much that i i was like no i need to drive to el paso i need to take that 11 10 hour drive to el Paso. that wonderful night <laughs> yeah that was a super long day long drive <laughs> El Paso <laughs> that we were talking about right now prior to recording, um, that super long uh, uh drive to El Paso just to be with my family and and be with my 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 girlfriend too, you know we were able to to, to see each other and stuff like that and um, and that helped a bit that helped a lot surprisingly because I think if I would have just stayed here by myself I think I don't know what I would have done, or like how bad I would have gotten but I was glad to have those people in my life that really helped me out. You know, and I'm very thankful also to my um, department and to my advisors and, and committee members for being so supportive and, and, and you know, hearing me out like when, <laughs> when I needed them and things like that, too. Because, you know, um, I know some people who have had some experiences similar to mine, but they don't have that support system, you know, and so yeah. I'm grateful to have that support system. You know, and I'm thankful for you, too, man, because um, I know we've been we've been friends through good times and bad times, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, um, and so I'm just grateful. I'm grateful to have people like you, my family, my girlfriend, my my professional family um, with me. And so if it wasn't, you know, like I think it was in one of the earlier episodes with Asha Winfield, um, she mentions it takes a village to really um do something like this a, like a phd program or anything in life it really takes a village and so it really takes a village dude it really takes like and i joked around the other day and i said it takes a city for me because <laughs> <laughs> not not like a little el paso city it takes like a big los
1: angeles yeah type of city. i need like
0: a los angeles type of city i need those huge buildings and everything this <laughs> los angeles still has mountains so i need to have some mountains in there so yeah so
1: burnout was a word i was looking for but it it just didn't it it just didn't click on my and um i remember you're doing you you you're eating healthy you're exercising you're doing all these good things and you do get burned out like after doing it for such a long time it's it's there was um do you know who zig ziglar is yeah 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 so he had a he had a quote it's um when you when you start losing motivation like Mm. motivation's kind of it's not permanent it's kind of like taking a, a um it's kind of like bathing you need to do it every day cuz yeah. it just when that motivation's not there it's that much
0: easier to get a burnout yeah yeah it really is and so i was doing okay like in terms of things and then the burnout happened and then and then i was trying to recover for myself from things like i was trying to eat better again i was trying to go for little walks and do things like that to try to feel better like emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally and then um what ended up happening too was that oh <laughs> we had that winter storm that lasted oh yeah, a- yeah yeah i do remember that yeah and so it was like in february <laughs> dude it didn't help at all it was just like <laughs> well you know i'm just gonna eat what i have i can't go to the store so exactly do I have <laughs> you know what can i make really quick you know and so with rolling blackouts and, and different things like that too, they were like, okay, well, you know, it didn't help in that instance. But uh yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I'm just grateful i through it. I'm sure you, you had very romantic study sessions and uh studying with candles. Dude, I mean, my apartment had never smelled better. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, scented candles. Yeah, there were scented candles, dude. Like, no joke. Like, shout out to... Uh what are they called? Those uh bath and body works. Those oh bed bath and body works. Yeah, 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 Um Alice is the one who like got me into that dude because when I was in El Paso, like during the holiday break, she would have them. I was like, Oh my god, the house smells great. And then well, and, and I like, go, I asked my mom, I am like, Hey, where's this smell coming from? And she was like, Oh, it's Alice, she has these candles. I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then so I go, Hey, where'd you get these candles? And then and then not only does it smell good, but it gives like a really nice relaxing vibe. You yeah. know, on top of the lighting too, but the lighting was because of desperation. I had no <laughs> electricity, so it's like, was I it mean, lavender? I have one that is lavender, yes. I, I,
1: I think that's what helped.
0: Yeah, I also have one that sounds like a cologne too, like oh. my, that. My aunt recommended to me. Uh-huh. But like my, my aunt Vivian, she's all like, hey, check out this one because, like, for a week she worked at uh, that. Beth and Body Works or Bath and Body Works or whatever
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she's like hey check this one out like I always recommend it to guys and stuff I'm like okay cool so it, I, um, I don't remember the name of it um, but um, yeah it, it smells good it smells really good <laughs> you know it, it does have like a very like cologne-like smell too so yeah how this conversation led to that but yeah oh uh, dude <laughs> But this is- you're, gonna, you're gonna get a, a sponsorship from uh, Bed Bath <laughs> I, I mean hey let's let's monetize the podcast (laughs) i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um but like honestly these are the conversations that you and i usually have to like whenever we have met up and stuff we just have these random random like that like that and it just leads like like into different tangents of things and
1: oh yeah Uh, i'm sorry like no man i love i'm gonna tangent so much on
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna look at it's like it's like a tree just branching out over and over I think
1: the the last 5 minutes are like oh yeah pharmacy I forgot about that. <laughs> there we go. No but um I I did want to uh to commend you on that just you being cognizant that you needed a break and you needed to help yourself before you could start to help others. So it, it's kind of like the it, it's kind of the same as when you're flying on a plane mm-hmm. and I've I've heard this uh, this saying like when the plane goes down when when the when the plane's crashing loses pressure and the mask drops mm-hmm. you don't get the mask and put it on somebody else they tell you put on the mask and put it on yourself so you could help others yeah and i think it's very important that you realize like hey i'm not doing good um a little bit on edge um not finding joy in the things i used to do and that was uh um i'm glad you were cognizant so to, to take care of yourself
0: i appreciate that bro like seriously like it means a lot like coming from you especially like like we've like i mentioned like you and i have always been so close and like i i look to you like not only as a friend but like a brother like i mean that like wholeheartedly like i look to you like family and it's something that um like that really means a lot man so thank you thank you so My much first. for saying that like that's awesome thank you man sound no, like okay, um, thank you so i mean those are great questions though dude like like you should host your own podcast like no joke like, oh no dude no you know, no like, and, and,
1: and you know what the the reason i ask you about the the uh, bluetooth versus headset before uh-huh. the show is because yeah. i hate how my voice sounds really yeah i, I don't know why
0: We'll
1: see when it comes out.
0: (laughs) I think that we'll see what's up. (laughs) But um. But yes. So with
1: the with the pharmacy thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Transition time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So (laughs) I mean, you're interested in becoming a pharmacist.
1: (laughs) Oh no. That
0: was awesome. So the pharmacy thing.
1: So a pharmacy thing, yeah. Um, no, I remember, so for those of you that don't know, Anthony and I went to uh, Jefferson High School, um, which also had the the cube of a building called Silva Magnet. The cube of a building? <laughs> oh, it, w- it was more of a rectangle. It was a rectangle. <laughs> um, so that high school was medically uh, inclined, so you could graduate with your CNA, your, your pharmacy tech and your LVN. Mm-hmm. And, um, so during that time, um, my sister, so when we were freshmen,
2: mm-hmm. I do know
1: if you remember my sister was a, a senior already, so, remember she, that. so she was on her way out and my sister did the LVN program,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like my sister f- in, in my eyes is a smart cookie in the family because when she graduated high school, she knew what she wanted to do. She knew how to do it. She knew what she needed to do. She started doing it. She did it, and just mm-hmm. got out. Like it, it, wasn't this like, oh, I wonder what I'm gonna do and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So she graduated as an LVM from high school, and uh, within like a year or two, she was already a nurse over here at Las Palmas. Mm-hmm. So by the time I got the choice to do either the CNA, LVM, or pharmacy tech, um i went the pharmacy tech license just because i thought it was a little bit better than than lvn and cna i don't Mm -hmm. know why i I just thought went through a program it was okay like i I, it was i got my license Mm -hmm. as as a pharmacy tech did i use it absolutely not (laughs) graduated high school didn't even use it i actually before i started working as a pharmacy tech four years no Three, two or three years after the fact, I had to reapply because I just let it run. Wow. So and the reason for me doing that or the reason that happened to me because I was undecisive. I was like, um, I wanted to be an airline pilot. <laughs> I,
0: I remember that.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, but I found out that I was deathly afraid of heights and my sight is not that good. Uh, I wanted to go to med school. So med school was an option. I wanted to do, um, I never wanted to be like a lawyer, engineer, those type of things. I knew it was either something healthcare or I knew it was taking over my dad's business. Because yeah. my dad might remember, yeah. um, also a little thing about me. I've been working with my, I've been working in general since I was like
0: 15, 16. Yeah, man. Since, yeah, since high school for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Way, way before high school and yeah, um, maybe even in middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Because my dad has owned his uh, upholstery business since, yeah. since I was born. Cause yeah. he, he came from California doing that. Mm-hmm. He started his business here. And ever since I was born, he was doing that, but I didn't really work with him until, uh, about like 13, 14. So that was one of the things like, uh, by the age of 16, 17, I was at the point where he could leave me in the shop while he goes out for work, deliveries and pickups. And I would be at the shop kind of doing stuff by myself. Mm -hmm. I knew how to sew, dismantle, basically he would employ me there. So it was either that or something healthcare. That's basically the, the scope of my vision and I wish I was like my sister, like right off the bat. I wish I was like some of my colleagues in in high school too, because um, they knew what they wanted to do. They were in accelerated programs. They got there, did it. And it was, uh, I don't want to say I wasted a lot of time, but I just had a lot of time to explore other options. Mm -hmm. And um, so my sister's four years older than me. And by the time you and I were senior sophomores, Mm -hmm. um, from what I could remember, because I asked her about this, and she really didn't remember. But uh, I remember going to Las Palmas where she was working at, and she was a a wound care nurse. Mm -hmm. And um, she, what a wound care nurse does is she unbandages um, broken legs, Mm just anything that that needs cleaning. And I remember she did that. She loved her job. She, I go to Las Palmas with like a little scrub, like three size X scrubs that I I have no idea where I got from. And I went and by the end of the, the, the meet and greet, she's all like, you know what, I'm going to take you into a room with one of my patients to see what you want to do, to see if nursing is for you. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. I, I, I really do appreciate that. So I went and by the time, uh, I was talking to the gentleman, the gentleman was very nice. I remember it was very, uh, very, uh, clearly. And he was very joyous and he asked me like, Hey, what do you want to be? He's like, do you want to, are, are you thinking about going to, uh, like medical school? I'm like, yeah, I'm, uh, that's what I'm here for. I'm kind of, I want to see what it is to be a nurse. So while him and I are talking my sisters over here, uh, unbandaging the wound, I think it was like a broken leg because of diabetes. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, it gets like very, uh, very foul smelling. Mm -hmm. It has like a lot of gangrene. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a very unique, um, smell too. And she, she unraveled it. And I look at her and not even she not phased. She's just doing her thing, cleaning the wound. I think I, I remember there was almost half of the foot missing and then she was cleaning the foot and it it, it had all this dead tissue mm-hmm. and by the end of that i guess meeting i was my sister asked me like oh look look at this and by that time i was already like at the foot of the at the <laughs> door like i could see it from here <laughs> like i'm 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 good yeah so that's I, I think that was one of the most memorable times that i i, I said to myself you know what i'm glad i did this but it's not for me Mm -hmm. and it's it's weird that you do a full circle now because um when i started at the Seoul with the emergency department and everything those type of things were super interesting now so i did like a whole 180 and um it's it's weird how you change throughout the throughout the years so um nursing was out for sure Mm -hmm. nursing was out and I think in how I live my life, there's like certain checkboxes and I checkbox nursing. I was like, okay, med school, checkbox because I don't want to spend 10 years plus years uh, being uh, in school and all that. Um, I recently talked to one of the residents from the hospital. He has two or three years left in his schooling and he's already well over half a million dollars in debt i just didn't want to be that um that in that situation so i check box that yeah check box the airline i couldn't do that
2: yeah
1: so i was at a crossroads or or no i was at a stop sign because i kind of checked box everything and i uh, it was in my mind you know what i'm gonna take over my dad's business like
2: Mm
1: -hmm. i know how to do it um I could probably expand on it. And I was like, okay. And then all of a sudden I started, uh, I started working as a pharmacy tech at MedFirst Pharmacy. It's so a little independent pharmacy um, that hasn't been in business for 20, since 2011. So it's been, a, it's been quite a while. And um, the only reason I did that was because my mom, Mm-hmm. and um <laughs> i remember uh she was talking to me about pharmacy and my sister was talking to me about pharmacy my dad was like you know what maybe this is a good uh, fit for you like i love working with you at, at the business and everything but you you know how your parents always want you to do better than them yeah and i think that was always in his mind like don't don't um uh, don't do this mm-hmm. and And to a certain extent, or actually, no, I I really thank them for doing that because going through pharmacy, when you're, you know, uh, you get tired of studying, you get, you get burned out exactly how we're talking about. But then you, you think of your family, you think of everything that you have um, to, to risk and it just kind of like keeps you pushing forward. Yeah. The
0: motivating factors for sure.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, um, so my mom was like, why don't you try the pharmacy thing? So I reapplied for my pharmacy license. I started working with Mr. Kayvon, mm-hmm. which is an essential person for me, me, for me being here right now for, for all the things that I've done. And uh, I'm doing uh, my sister as well. Cause she kind of showed me what not, what I didn't want to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, my mom for pushing me. So I started working. I started liking it. I I actually didn't, uh, think I would have, you you know, when you're young, you kind of like, Oh, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to do this for money for a little bit, whatever. But I really, I really did start liking it. It's a very clean career. Um, depending on the area of specialty that you are in within pharmacy, it's a very clean because, um, You could either work at, and when you think of pharmacy, it's not only like Walgreens, Walmart, and all those big chains, it's also like hospitals. I didn't know till recently, like the, the ICE, the Border Patrol ICE people have their own pharmacists. The FBI has their own pharmacists because of certain, um, just, I don't know what they do. I honestly don't know what they do, but I know they, yeah, I've been getting uh, alerts for like job positions at Florida for like Border Patrol pharmacy and it's, it's, it's a very good um, career because it has a lot of stuff you could do. Um, so I started working as a pharmacy tech. Um, I started to like it a little bit and my mom's like, why don't you become a pharmacist, like, don't stop there. Why don't you become a pharmacist? And by this, this was 2010. Mm-hmm. So we graduated what, 2007, that was three years. Yeah. After yeah, that. yeah. And I'm like, mom, I've been out of school three years. I kind of, I was playing around with like this, what am I going to do? You know how undergrad usually takes two years? Yeah, yeah. It took me four or.
0: Well, it took me five. Or yeah. Four, yeah. Five. yeah.
1: yeah, See, and that's the problem today. Like they want kids to know what they want to do, like mm-hmm. right off the bat. And to a certain extent, they make them feel bad for not knowing what to do right out of high school and the. You and uh, you and I—it's—it it wasn't the case.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I started working, and then uh, my mom kind of uh, kind of planted that seed, like pharmacist, pharmacist, mm-hmm. pharmacist, and I was like, Mom, haven't been in school in three years, or I was on and off because I was going to EPCC UTEP, mm-hmm. working with my dad, working in the pharmacy, mm-hmm. doing like a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to, I think I had a pretty good GPA till until at that point, I think when I had like a 3.7, 3.8, um, had zero volunteer experience, had zero extracurricular activities, had zero, uh, things that will build a resume. The only thing I had going for me was I had started doing the pharmacy tech position for like three months. It wasn't, it, it wasn't even that much. And, um, she was all like, why don't you apply? I'm like, mom, come on. Like, here go. <laughs> and that went on for a good three months. I was like, she she kept nagging, or not nagging, but she kept like insisting, like, hey. And I had thought about it. It's like, because I, I looked at Mr. K1 and always well dressed, knew a whole bunch of stuff. And I was like, "Huh, that's." But I didn't want to tell her because, you know, when you're when you're, yeah. you don't want to admit to your faults, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, and I started looking into it, like on the like by myself. Uh, I started looking at the the prerequisites and everything, and then that's why I came across that I had no volunteer experience because they look at that, they look at um, just a, a whole cumulative uh, resume, and I'm like, Mom, it's it's not gonna happen and this was around June, July. So you Mm -hmm. apply, no, I'm sorry. This was in May. You apply June, July, and then they tell you by August. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, nah, I'm done. Maybe next year. Like I'll, I'll have a full year of working as a pharmacy tech. I'll get some volunteer experience. I'll, I'll do all these things. Like I'll leave it till then. Like that's next year, Peter's problem. And my mom got mad. She was all like, there's a, there's, A handful of times when 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 my mom got me, sat me down, and spoke right to me. She's all like, don't postpone things that you could do now. Like you're you're gonna do this application and you're not gonna do it for you. You you're gonna do it because so you could show me that it wasn't possible. So I was like, okay. And whatever I do, I always try to do it 110. So I, I I did everything, I submitted, I prayed to God. I was like, mm-hmm. "It's in your hands." And there's a there, there's few events in my life where I'm like, "God, I've done all I can. Yeah. It's up to you." Yeah. And then I was working, and I get a call. I'm like, "Hey, you have an interview for the for the pharmacy school." I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Okay. Got the right number. Like, I thought it was a joke, but I was like, no, no, like, i uh, come into Campbell building is one of the buildings here in El Paso. And even then, I went with like, a, oh, they're going to see that I don't, like, they they probably saw my resume kind of like, oh, okay, well, we'll give them a chance. But interview, I didn't think I was going to pa- go past the interview. And I went through the interview. I got out. I was like, yep, they're definitely not going to get me. Like that, that's, that's, that's not going to be a, an, an option. And this was 20, 2010. So it, um, El Paso didn't have a a, a pharmacy school then, uh, back then in 2010. So the way it worked is there was a cooperation program between UT and U, uh, UT Austin, where you start your core basic fundamental nitty gritty meat and potatoes of pharmacy mm-hmm. school in Austin, Texas. You come back do two more years. The last year is more of a experimental type of thing, like rotations, what we call them. And And um, I applied, I did the interview, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to work, just get it out of my mind, and, and whatever. Unfortunately, um, Mr. Von, the, the owner of, of the pharmacy, brought me into his office one day. Mm-hmm. You could see it in his face, like, I, even the text when i walk into work they're they, they were very quiet they were they were usually playful they were very quiet he comes up to me and he says um pete um you're gonna be out of a job because uh, i'm closing down the pharmacy but i'll give you an option to um, i'm selling the pharmacy to walgreens mm-hmm. but walgreens has has um agreed to take on my, my staff you don't have to decide right now i'll give you some time and I was like, oh shoot, maybe this whole family business thing is starting to look very pleasant now. This was a Wednesday. I, re- I remember very clearly this was a Wednesday and, um, Thursday. I mean, um, he gave me some time and, um, Wednesday rolled by Thursday. I was like, okay, I'm going to tell him that, um, I don't want the job. Like mm-hmm. I'll do this other thing with my dad. I was walking out of my house. And I caught the mailman on his way here, like towards my house, and he gave me a whole bunch of stacks, and um, my acceptance letter from the UT Austin College of Pharmacy was in there. Wow! And I opened it, and even till then, I, w- I was like, "This to be a typo. Like, that can't be true." But it said, "Congratulations, uh, Pedro Sanchez Jr. Blah blah blah. You have been." Uh, accepted to the college of pharmacy, congratulations. We'll, we'll send you more emails with updates and everything. (laughs) And, and, um, showed it to my mom. She was super excited. Dad was super excited. Sister was like off the walls. And I think I I went like 30 minutes late to work because of like all the commotion and everything. (laughs) And I walked into his office, Mr. K one's office when I got there and I'm like, sir. And and I, and I took the letter with me and I showed Mm -hmm. it to him. And he got it, he read it and he looked, he looked at me and he said, I knew it, like there was no Mm -hmm. doubt in my mind. Mm -hmm. And, um, so of course I, I stopped working, uh, because that happened during June, July and, and, um, school was going to start like in August. So that happened. And then, um, even then. During that night, I was like, what did I get myself into? Like, not this is this is uh, it was very surreal. So, the we went to Austin, found an apartment, beautiful apartment that uh, it was it was like a studio, it was very minimal. Um, and yeah, that's how I got into pharmacy. Then, because of Mr. Kaylon and all of his, and I want to thank them. Uh, not only did he write a letter of recommendation, that's awesome. he wrote, he got two other of his pharmacist colleagues to write recommendations that would work with me. And that just made my resumes just shine that much more.
0: That's awesome, dude. I love like stories like that. Like, and like I, I knew little bits and pieces of the stuff that you mentioned. Um, but i remember there was a time where, I'm like wait he's going to ut like what <laughs> i was like i didn't know this because there was a time where we we um we would talk but not like like in super detail like that yeah. um and so uh i was just like i think the way i found out is because my mom and i were going to one of the malls in el paso and uh we ran into your parents and i'm like I'm like, hey, how's Peter? How's everything? Oh, he's good. He's in Austin at UT at the pharmacy school there. I was like, I "I didn't know about this. What the heck? And then so um, uh, I was just like really happy and proud of you. But hearing all this too, I was just like, whoa, that's awesome, man. So that's super cool um so i'm I'm, man that's awesome dude that's a great story like that's inspirational like super inspirational dude um so in the process what like of going to school and stuff now that you're in the pharmacy school what in what obstacles did you encounter along the way oh in In pharmacy thing so the difference between
1: um pharmacy school and like utep epcc and it was just a big slap in the face because like i said like oh my 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 prerequisites took 4 years yeah. because i was taking 8 hours of college here like 5 hours of college here going to work working at my dad, pharmacy doing all these other stuff so i was i, I wasn't i wasn't used to going to school for more than 8 9 10 hours at at, at most mm-hmm. And the way pharmacy works. So pharmacy school is a composite of four years. So they call it the P1, P2 and P3 and P4 years. Mm -hmm. And, um, basically P one year was like your nitty gritty, like really, really heavily book-based learning and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's not like, it's not like undergrad where you're like, oh, you know what? I'll take this art class here. I'll take a a, a physiology class, maybe a a camp. No, they give you a paper, all the classes that you're going to take. Not not that if that to choose, those are the classes that are mandatory Mm -hmm. that you're already signed up for. There's no changing. There's no uh, switching in circumstances. There is like family deaths and stuff where you could repeat stuff and do something uh, out of the ordinary, but for the most part, they give you this paper and it says, these are all your classes. This is your schedule. Good luck. And the classes, I think were anywhere from 15 to 20 college hour classes, like college credit courses. And that was just a slap in the face. It was like going from eight hour classes. I mean, eight hour college credit classes to 20 hours plus lab plus whatever else you had to do for the for the curriculum. So P one year was a big slap in the face. Like um like how you were telling me right now that first year, like right off the bat, you started taking the president position yeah, of an association. Yeah. Like, come on, dude, it's like you're in a new city. Yeah. New apartment, new school, new people, new everything. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just a lot to take in that one year. And that first year was my hardest, my hardest year by far, Mm -hmm. by far getting accustomed to being by yourself. Um, but I look back at it now and I learned so much and you, you just have these memories of the struggles and the happy things and everything, but it just makes the person you are today, like your struggles makes you stronger. And that first year that, that it was a year where they, I think they did it to, to, uh, kind of like filter out people. Cause there was a lot of people that yeah. from P one to P two year, there was a major change of, of the volume of people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think they do it in a, in a, in a way where they oversaturate your first year to see if you're you'll, you'll actually, uh, live up to mm-hmm. what it, what it needs to be there. And, um, so my first year, uh, regular day was like, I would, you know, so You know me since high school, I've always been into like kind of like fitness and things like that. And that didn't change. Like I went to pharmacy school, woke up at five, six in the morning, went to the gym, came back to the apartment to get ready to be at school like at eight. And then um, the nitty gritty classes would be from like eight to two or three. And then um, depending on the time, depending on your schedule and everything, you would have laboratories like I. I remember actually making suppositories and capsules and elixirs and um, potions and uh, not like potions, potions, but like um uh topical lotions. Yeah. That was an actual lab that we had to do. That's interesting. So that would carry you over to like I wanna say five or six. And yeah. since I live so close to the school, I would just go home, eat something real quick, and then study from anywhere from like eight at night to like one or maybe like midnight or one in the morning and then just over and over and over again. So burnout is real. Like if you yeah. do that over and over and over for, and, I, and if you ask me right now, like what is one of the things you would do differently during pharmacy school mm-hmm. is that like, I went super heavy on studying and I did uh, till this day, I really don't know Austin because mm-hmm. I really didn't experience it. Mm -hmm. I did do some of the more popular things like, Lake Travis, um, Zilker park, stuff like that. But it was very minimal, very far in between. It was just like, boom, 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 like study all along. Mm -hmm. And during the first year, I remember, um, during the, the, the latter part of the year when you have exams and you're just cramming and cramming and cramming i i remember this one time uh i got sick like there's there's a weird thing that happens in your body like when you're super stressed out your immune system takes a hit so you're always kind of like kind of getting sick and everything and of course i had a big exam and i was sick as a dog the morning of i called my uh i called my mom like hey I'm going to the exam. And then she's all like, you sound like death, like congestion and everything. And then I'm like, you know what? Maybe I won't even go. And then that's another time that she just sat me down. and She's all like, go do your best, pray. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the test and my head was pounding so much the letters started kind of like Oh my gosh. Or it it, it was maybe the lack of sleep and, and everything in uh in accumulation, but it all worked out for some odd reasons. That's good, man. Yeah. And then um, so during pharmacy school, uh, during your P1 and P2 year, they kind of let like um like you when you come back to El Paso and stuff. Right. So between P1 and P2 year, um I used to come back to El Paso and of course see my family and stuff, work mm-hmm. a little bit with my dad. And Dude, between P1 and P2 year, it changed my life. Like, flipped it inside over, like, upside down. About two weeks before I had to go back to school, they diagnosed my mom with breast cancer. Yeah. And that was one of the times where where, um, I'm like, Mom, like, I'm not going to go back. Like, what are you... Expect me to go and Mm -hmm. find you here with this problem. I'm not gonna leave you and my sister and my dad just like this while I'm over there. You know, it it just didn't make sense to me. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And uh she got me again, she sat me down, she looked me straight in the eyes, and I remember her saying, like, you're not gonna let this come in between what you and we've been working for like, there is no way you're not going to go. Yeah. Oh, dude. do it. And I, they almost had to shove me out of the house, kicking and screaming. Cause I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to leave them just yeah. here battling this by themselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was one of the hardest things that I, I had to go through during the whole pharmacy experience out of town because during the, the, after the P2 year, would come back and be with your family but um i remember that the first exam i had my p2 year was the exact same day she had her surgery here for um for a right mastectomy with 18 lymph nodes so Mm -hmm. um that equates to a stage four cancer and till this day i really just I, I thank my sister, my dad for just the support they had not only to me but to to her taking care of her mm-hmm. here while I was over there um kind of having my own breakdowns yeah and um, <clears throat> so that's why a lot of a lot of my uh, colleagues from austin mm-hmm. they they always ask me like hey, why do you? Why do you never like to party? Why do you yeah. don't even go out for a beer or anything? And I wanted to tell them, but I didn't. Yeah. But because, um, in the back of my mind, I always had that.
2: Yeah.
1: And, um, it was, it, it was just kind of hard, um, enjoying yourself over there while, while you had such a a lot of at risk you know how how can i be out partying when um my family is almost risking a lot
0: for for me to be with her? yeah man no and it's that's true um and yeah man, that, thanks for sharing that man i know that that's that's heavy stuff to talk about and i appreciate that and your your mom your mom was an amazing woman dude like, she was such an amazing woman. Like, one of the nicest women I've ever met. It...
1: Yeah. And I appreciate the, hearing that, man. Not, not, not only amazing, but even with her diagnosis of cancer. Strong, dude. Dude, like, you. The strength. My family would look at her and, like, how could you be so happy? And she would always say, like, God has dealt me this for yeah. a reason. I need yeah. to go through
0: this, like a warrior that I am. And she was always like so happy, dude. I remember every time I'd go to your house, she'd welcome me with open arms and a smile. You know, yeah. that was just your mom. You know, that was everybody. Dude. That was that, that was your mom that, and your dad and your sister too. They all like w- always welcomed me with open arms and everything, but your mom was just an amazing woman, dude. And, um, you know, uh, I, I um, I understand that, man. It's like, uh, on a, like for me personally too, like I always carry stuff like that with me. I'm doing it for my grandpa. I'm doing it for my mom. I'm doing it for all the people back in El Paso, you know, that I'm doing this program for. And I understand that, you know, and, um, you know, i don't go out a lot either and i've never had like evil yeah movies. yeah yeah exactly
1: <laughs> we were never of that scene yeah yeah uh, and so basically.
0: i mean we would we would go like play pool and things like that too but we would never like the type of people like oh let's go to a club let's go to a bar we're ne- we were never those types of people and i guess things didn't change we were always like those type of people who were just so focused on like what we had to do because back in our like 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 you mentioned too like back in our mind the in the back of our mind we always had like this goal like we're we're, who we're doing it for and why we're doing it for you know
1: and the purpose of you being there like the the sacrifice um all the time spent and everything like i don't want i don't want that to be in vain just for
0: yeah yeah you like you don't want to waste the time the money opportunity opportunity um to do that and it's just uh yeah, I mean, I understand that in so many levels and yeah, and just wow. Um yeah, man. I I totally understand that. So again, so, thanks for sharing that, man.
1: No, man, I'm, my pleasure. And so if I was focused on on school my P1 year,
2: mm-hmm.
1: P2 year was just on another level. Like I just wanted to get in, get out, go back home and that's it. And um my girlfriend makes fun of me for for whenever I tell her this, but it got to a point where I would I would be studying just like I am right now in the desk. Yeah, and my apartment would be just a very small apartment, very back there and everything. And I would study and study and study and study, and I just didn't want to waste any time doing anything else and studying. So I would take naps. Mm-hmm. In the bottom of my desk. Oh man! For two reasons, just because I did not want to, I I, I don't want to go all the way to my room, come back, and and do all that, and also because the way the my my desk was set up, it was like pitch black, mm. and I just <laughs> I, I remember taking those naps, and whenever I kind of tell her like, hey, I'm kind of kind of feeling boggish right now, she's like, oh, well, your desk is right there. <laughs> So she, she kind of explained me for doing that. But yeah, just P2 year was just study, 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 you want to get in, get out, go back home. Um and P2 year after that, it was just it, it, it was kind of a blur. It yeah. was just I just wanted to to make the most of my time there. And don't get me wrong, dude. The the people there, amazing people from mm-hmm. College of Pharmacy. Big shout out to um Joe Brewster. He's like my ultimate, ultimate go-to guy at, uh, at Austin. He brought me, so my family, um, very, very faith-based, like very, like, like and it, you, you could do anything with God. And when I got to Austin, I kind of lost that a little bit because you're, you're by yourself. Like, uh, sometimes you go to church because of your family and, You really don't, it doesn't come from you, but I went to Austin. I met Joe Brewster right off the bat, like you and I are talking just right off the bat, we started talking. And at the time, uh, he was a youth pastor at a promised land church over there, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: brought me like received me with open arms and it was just an amazing experience over there, like having him as a support as well through all, I think Now that I mentioned to you, I think he was the only person I actually said what was going on. Wow. From the whole 140 students that I went to school with. Yeah. He was the only one that I really did open up to on everything that was happening. Um, He he would pray for my family. He would actually, so one time I remember um, between, I think Pete, Two and P3 or P3, and he actually came to El Paso, met my family. I remember we were, um, we were in our kitchen table, we were all praying. This was back when my mom went back into a remission, yeah. And it was just that that level of support is just on another level
0: for him to do that to like travel all the way to El Paso and do that, yeah. That, that's a special type of bond, man. Yeah,
1: I really, I really do appreciate him, and then, um. So when I came back here to El Paso, it was it was um, the last two years of pharmacy school aren't that heavily uh, material based. You are still learning, but it's more of a of a law, Mm -hmm. um, which thank God I'm not a lawyer because I struggled so much during the law portion. It's just for me, it's just mind numbing material. Yeah. P three year was mostly law. That's one of the ones we focused mm-hmm. on. And then P four year was the greatest year of my life because that's when you're at, I circled every single hospital here in El Paso mm-hmm. for, a, as a rotation, I was at UMC for six weeks, mm-hmm. Del Sol for six weeks. Los was for six weeks. Walgreens. I also did some Walgreens stuff, uh, poison control. You're just exposed to a plethora of different specializations you could actually do. And that, kind of gives you a glimpse of what you want to where you uh, where you ultimately want to practice Mm -hmm. and so that fourth year was great experience great networking after every rotation they would give me their card and be like hey when you graduate we got a job ready for you wow yeah and back then in 2020 so this was 2011 2014 2015 Mm -hmm. so by the time I graduated I had a lot of opportunities and I'm Grateful, and I was blessed that Amazing. El Paso at that time was in dire need. So the whole purpose of the whole co-op program mm-hmm. was to fulfill that, pharmacy, the 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 lack of pharmacists here. That's the whole okay. um, target for that cooperation program. So you would sign a contract that you would come back for the third or fourth year, and there's also some certain situations where you stay over there, but for the most part we would come back here, uh, do our rotations here, and um, ultimately practice here, but you weren't bound to it. Cause there's, I have other, go, uh, other colleagues that graduated with me, um, that they're doing bigger and better things in California, Arizona, Pan Am, just different places. Mm-hmm. And, um, so P4 year was very interesting. It really kind of honed in on what specific type of pharmacy that you wanted to do. I, for sure, since working uh as a pharmacy tech i really didn't like that retail aspect yeah i was like oh yeah inpatient which is hospital like boom that's my niche and um i took the boards also kind of funny little so for my boards i was studying for my boards and you know how i was sleeping in the bottom of my desk yeah yeah well when you come back to El Paso you really can't do that because there's not really much places which any student hearing this right now i know El Paso's very very limited on on like uh, places to study like it, it is very hard yeah in i'm sure in college station ut austin you had libraries opens up to two three in the morning the where i lived, there was a law building right in front of it never closed Full executive type tables where you could study, do whatever you wanted until odd hours of the morning. Uh-huh. And then, PALSA, you really don't have that. So, I struggled my P3 and P4 year, I struggled to find a place here to study. Yeah. And uh, I could only imagine how it is right now with all these Zoom things. And
0: it, it's, it's great. It's something else. It's, it's, it's a different vibe for sure. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, um,
1: it's some good. There's also a certain adjustability that, like a certain accommodation, uh, adaptation that you have to yeah. take in order to to kind of survive.
0: Oh, dude, without a doubt, I think adapt. Like, if there's one thing that I learned throughout not only my my PhD but also like my master's program is adaptability. Yeah, you know, adaptability is huge. Time management and adaptability; those are the two things I would say. Mm. Yeah,
1: time management is a good one too
0: yeah man um but i remember like i remember um the that when you finally did graduate that you sent my my family and a card my family and i a card to your graduation party
2: mm-hmm. and
0: um i remember that and i was just like wow that was cool you know i think it had both, like, like, <laughs>
1: he, he actually did it
0: <laughs> no, like like i didn't know like i, said, yeah. I was just like I like i just knew like you were going to ut for a while and i was like oh cool you know that's awesome for him yeah but it's like like there's a there's a little bit of a time where we didn't keep in touch as well as we did mm-hmm. you know? and it's just you were so focused on getting your stuff and i was i don't know what the hell i was doing <laughs> 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 like i don't remember i think i was going for my master's around that time i think
1: you were at UT. uh we're working at UT for um because i remember you were working for uh at utip for a long time in in some offices
0: i was working at human resources for human a while. resources. Yeah. yeah um so what year did you graduate again 2015 may of 2015 so yeah i was still in undergrad <laughs> <laughs> um so or wait no um I, I think i was getting close to graduating with my master's i think mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i was getting ready to graduate with my master's so um yeah I was doing that and so I remember I think my grandpa had just passed away then too and so my it was just my mom and I at that time and so we were both kind of like whoa you know and um and so you had you're graduating and so it was nice for us because like we get a we get to go out and get out of the house for a bit too so it was a nice little escape for us but we were so proud of you too because like I said like and what, what we said throughout this whole conversation too is like both of our families have been so close throughout these years that we've known each other that mm-hmm. it was just one of those things where we're like, wow, that's awesome. You know? And it was like a surprise too. Cause we were just like, Whoa, that's cool. We didn't know this was happening, you know? But yeah. it was one of those awesome surprises that we were just like super happy and proud of you, man. And like, we saw the smiles on your, your family's faces and everything too. Your mom was so proud. Your dad, your sister, dude, your sister was like, like ecstatic, dude. She was just like, Whoa. You yeah. Know? It was cool. And I remember meeting a couple of your pharmacy friends there too. And that was just really cool. Oh, at the one on, on Sunland Park, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and
1: the reason I ask you because during, uh, when we graduated, huh. since it was a cooperation program, yeah. we had a total of, oh, well, I personally had a total of five ceremonies just for that one graduation. So it was one for the co-op program. One, one that you because the co-op program was only five students from Hill yeah. from here from El Paso, going to UT yeah. and everything. So we had that ceremony. And then we had the ceremony for UTEP. Uh-huh. And then in Austin, we had a ceremony for the pharmacy. And then in Austin, we had a ceremony for the whole pharmacy. I mean the whole graduating years class. Wow. And then plus mine that I did at Southern Park. Wow. <laughs> so the total of five. And let me tell you something. So How we were saying my mom's strong and everything. Um, When we were when uh, my family flew down for my ceremony, the big big ceremony at uh, at at Austin. um, We had a we had a we rented a little hotel. My grandma went. My my mom, my sister, my dad, and um, you're not gonna believe it, dude. But on the the graduating day, the actual day of the ceremony. Mhm. Um we were all waking up and then we just heard this super loud thump.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we were all kind of frazzled cuz it was very early in the morning and and um we were all kind of just waking up. And it was my mom, she had fallen on the on the tub and and I don't know how she fell. She fell in the tub and we were super scared. We were we i think we took her to an emergency room like before my ceremony and everything so i went to my ceremony about myself i was like i just hope she's okay like because she took a big hit
2: yeah
1: and um so i start walking and i start walking and i and i'm kind of like looking over my sister's there but i'm sure like in my mind all my dad stayed with my mom in the at the er and stuff like that so i was like okay and then as I'm walking, as they give you your diploma and everything, I look over and there she she there she comes down the stairway, like kind of like limping.
0: Oh
1: I was like, man, that's 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 another type of strength. That, <laughs> so
0: yeah, definitely. And that's one of those images that you'll never forget too.
1: Absolutely right? not. Like, no.
0: It's like and then like you're getting your diploma, and then you see your family and your mom there, and you're like, This is why I did it. This it's is exactly
1: it. it was it's like those eating. It, it, it was like those movies where the little kids playing ba- uh, baseball and he doesn't see his parents there and all of a sudden yeah sees his parents it was just it was perfect timing perfect everything. that's
0: beautiful man um so we had a wonderful conversation i want to ask you one final question though i want to ask you about your um your your custom project your psj uh, custom creations uh, project and your business that you have going your other little side business in your gig. Um. So how'd you get started with that?
1: So there's a show on Netflix called oh. um, Fastest Car. I think and I yeah, it, 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 the, the the whole point of that show is to um, get four cars that are kind of like, you know, your regular cars that people like, like, like to work on and stuff like that. And then there comes this billionaire Person with the high performance Ferrari, Lamborghini, McLaren, like those really, really hyper car, like uh, ostentatious cars. <laughs> yeah. And I like the show because it tells stories of every single driver. Like mm-hmm. the, they call them sleeper cars. The one sleeper car, I remember, like he was building cars with his dad for like the longest time and they bonded over that. And it's just a very like heartwarming type of thing. And typically like stereotypically the guy with the fastest car most expensive $200,000 car, is a douchebag doesn't really like um care about other people often like lawyers and and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and there was this episode um where there was a, a guy in a McLaren a very nice McLaren it was uh his name is Justin Norton okay and out of all the millionaires and people that took their cars and everything, I kind of researched, like, oh, what do like, hmm, what do you do? Like,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that's why I know some of them were, were lawyers and stuff. But this guy, completely different, super chill, treated everybody with, with uh, respect, like got to know people. Like he was very, like a very well oh, um, overall well person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that kind of got my attention. I kind of looked him up and everything. And his car, you know, my my uh the blue car I did. Yeah, yeah yeah the that was the same um, material that he had on the mclaren wow so i looked him up and it turned out that he's he's the owner of atlantic custom wraps it's mm-hmm. acw in um uh i forgot where it was i think it was like new jersey tennessee somewhere yeah and i kept scrolling through his instagram and he does these color changes on cars and i never knew what that was i uh, Prior to that, I thought the only way you could change the color of a car is through paint
2: Right,
1: and he had some videos of him wrapping cars and he had just like a uh, Corvettes, Lamborghinis, just very, uh, very, very beautiful, shining cars and, um, the creativity he had. So I, that kind of sparked my interest, but I was like, oh, then that, that's pretty cool. Um, and like everything like YouTube and how do you do this? And uh, YouTube, Google this. And so a lot of videos came out. Um, I bought my first roll of paper a couple of months after that, like a roll up, uh, like, like a vinyl roll. And I did, I think the first project I did was the Corvette that I had. Oh yeah. The the, the red Corvette, like the hood and the top and the, the taillight. And I was like, for a first time doing this, I kind of like it. Like I, time flew by when I was doing it, I enjoyed it. I loved how it looked. So I was like, let me do it to my truck. And then I did it to my truck. And all throughout these little projects that I've had, people were like, hey, that that looks pretty cool. Like how much would it be to do this, this and this? And at this time, dude, I was working four jobs in the pharmacy, like um, right after high, uh, right after graduating, I was working at Del Sol, I was working at another independent pharmacy, I was working at a compounding pharmacy and I was working at a pain clinic Mm -hmm. just because I wanted that experience. So I did this on my one day off every two months or every three months. And, um, so I started doing that and slowly I started kind of, um, kind of decreasing the amount of workload that I was doing at the pharmacy. So I stayed with Sol, which I've been there for six years now,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then I started this uh, PSJ Custom Creations, uh, which is basically just my initial PSJ. Yeah. And um, I started doing it, and the reason I started doing it was because partly because of COVID,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I thought ta- I I kind of I kind of realized like what would have happened if I would have gotten sick.
2: Mm-hmm
1: and passed away forbid, passed away and everything. And like my ultimate goal was like, own my own business. Like my dad ultimately take over my dad's business. That's, that's never been out of my mind. Mm -hmm. And I've always said to myself, I'll leave it when I have time, like when I have time and you know, like that, that, that day will never come. Mm -hmm. So I decided to kind of, um do the the first i don't want to say inauguration because it wasn't even inauguration it, w- it was in december yeah. uh so i did my first job i i actually created the page um i've done a couple of stuff um since then but covid has still saturated the the workflow at the hospital so i haven't been really able to kind of work on it but that's how i started that's um my goal in mind is having a, a little bit expanded, uh, right now I'm working from home, mm-hmm. but, uh, in the future, probably get a warehouse or, uh, some other type of physical location to put it there.
0: And do you plan on like combining your, your dad's upholstery business with, um, your custom creation business the wrap,
1: absolutely 100 um, and i can the, see them like working together
0: so perfectly too right you yeah. you, you wrap your car
1: and uh, you wrap your seats it's like same thing yeah. like it's good because i already it's kind of like is kind of like riding a bike once you kind of start it over again you kind of remember and everything but there's just amazing things that that um people have done to the interior as well as the exterior of, of vehicles and i've you know me i've always been of uh, always anything with a motor tires and the ability to go fast i've always i've grown up on quads go-karts dirt bikes yeah anything that 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 goes fast basically I'm, i'm a real um enthusiast though
0: yeah i remember since we were kids that um you've always been into that and that was one of the things that i was like i don't know that stuff but i would ask you stuff about it like i don't know anything about cars and stuff and i remember hey like what is this or why is this car cool and stuff and then you would teach me and show me things like that i was just like whoa that's cool you know and i'd be blown away by it you know and um you know i really think that this endeavor that you're you're doing and i believe and i already know like i can guarantee you and i'm telling i'm like proclaiming it to the world right now right now in in this very episode that it's gonna happen that you're gonna it's gonna be like a warehouse Type of setting, and you're gonna have both of your businesses combined, and and it's gonna be something very special. And and it's gonna be, I'm I'm proud of you, man. That's gonna be awesome because I've seen the work that you done, and um, it's dope, man. It's like wow, it's cool. Like like you said, the transitions and the way light hits certain things, it changes different colors. I'm like, what, you know?
1: Yeah, and it, there's just an infinite amount of things you could do. You could do double tone, and I'm 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 glad just you you um, there's a a thing. Uh, the one that you just said, you speak it into existence. Yeah. That's very important. That's there's, um, there's, a it, it's actually a, a verse in the Bible. It says, um, uh, death and life is in the power of the tongue. I mean, there's power in the death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. yeah. Which whatever you speak, whatever you, you, um, you put your mind to whatever you, whatever comes out of your mouth will come into fruition. And it it, it could go either both ways, because if you're always kind of like negative nilly, you kind of attract that. But I'm very glad you said that. Thank you very much for um, speaking. I've
0: I've always been one of your one of those people who've always been a supporter for you. Like, I guess one of your biggest cheerleaders (laughs) 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 minus pom poms in the. The suit but um i've always been one of those people who've always been a supporter of you and and the things that you're doing and i remember like my family and i even like um went with you and your dad to get some stuff upholstered and did some furniture fix and stuff too so oh, yeah. we've always been like supportive of you and everything like that man and so i know without a doubt that your custom creations and the upholstery business are only going to go grow and get better and you're mm-hmm. going to do some amazing things with it man and with your pharmacy stuff too you're just you've already done so many amazing things and i know you're going to continue doing it and so i'm just um i'm glad we were able to have this conversation man um this was uh this was a powerful conversation this was an inspiring conversation and man, i i'm just really blessed to say that we're we're not only friends but brothers you know and um, I got nothing but love for you, Pete, and um, and your family. And dude, this was awesome. I'm so glad we we were able to schedule this and make this work,
1: man. Yeah, no, no.
0: Thank you for uh, once again. Thank you for having me here. It's always always a great talking to you. Um, bringing back memories. And once this pandemic's over and I'm back in El Paso, we'll, we got to make a time to hang out for sure.
1: Absolutely. Well. Yeah. Oh, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe you never went to Bucky's
0: dude oh my god okay i was
1: about to take your texas <laughs> card away
0: okay like, <laughs> like, never going to right Bucky. the episode is like dude you didn't go to bucky's okay yeah okay so here here's a story for people okay so prior to prior to moving to college station i had no idea what bucky's was and so for those listeners who are not from texas bucky's is like a walmart or target sized gasoline convenience store
1: mega store. <laughs> it's
0: store it's a mega store like peter just mentioned and it has jerky snacks galore and and like like bucky related bucky beaver the mascot related souvenir. merchandise everything and they have like a bunch of different knickknacks and all this other stuff and beverages and all that. and they have their own like bakery and brisket sandwiches and it's 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 insane but it's amazing like i had no idea what bucky's was until i moved over here and the one that told me about it well the two people that told me about it were my cousin alice um oh wait three people did my cousin alice my cousin nick and um my friend juan who i it was another uh past episode of academics amigos and uh, he they all told me about it like bro you have to go or anthony you gotta go check it out you gotta go check it out and one of the times my family came into town we actually went to go check out bucky's and i was and i was just like i don't understand the fascination with bucky's you know like what is this oversized gas station Yeah, like (laughs) like, when you hear it like you're just like okay it sounds kind of like weird why would anybody you know but then you go inside you go inside this bucky's and then you're like oh my god i get it now You know, like you as soon as you step in, as soon as you step in, you're just like, oh, my gosh, I get it now. Yeah. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my Bucky story. Yeah. But I remember I told you about that. Like I had no idea what Bucky's was until And you're like, dude, how did you not know what Bucky's was? I remember we had this conversation through text and stuff. Yeah. And Yeah. So that's. Yeah. And then there was another thing, too, that I was like, I didn't know. Pluckers. Pluckers, that was another thing too.
1: Pluckers, yeah.
0: Dude, pluckers is next level wings, bro. You know. Yeah. Did,
1: did you try their uh fried Twinkies?
0: I didn't try the fried twinkies. I tried the magic mushrooms. Um, those like sticks with macaroni and yeah. some of the wings.
1: Yeah. No, well, pe- yeah, the wings for sure, for sure.
0: Yeah, but I one of the like the closest one that I've gone to is the one in Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Um, like like going towards Houston. That's where I've gone to the pluckers there and uh, dude it was good it was good yeah definitely um, i i still think that well they're they're very different but like in terms of wing places like in el paso too i like uh, wing daddies and track one those are really good you know? i
1: recently had track one for the first time yeah did you Start. get the double double yes
0: yeah the one that's like a honey hot? yeah like
1: double yeah, yeah. yeah double dipped and stuff yeah, yeah. like it I did, I did. It was very good. You know. yeah, I good. prefer the crunchiness to like Wingstop, stop, but yeah. It has a unique taste.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's a, the whole conversation in itself.
1: Oh, and by the way, um also you mentioned saltgrass over there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've seen salt grass here. Yeah.
1: So they opened the one uh here in El Paso too. No way. No, 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 wait, no, no, that's a Saltic. Never mind, never mind.
0: Okay. Well, yes, Saltic. Are they different things? Wait, salt clams I think I they opened they, one here. Are they different things?
1: um uh, i think I don't, so. I don't know
0: i don't know i i know there's a, a salt something that it's a big barbecue chain or like big barbecue thing in austin yeah salt grass uh steakhouse so okay. they opened one of those here in el paso cool well maybe when i'm back in el paso we can go check it out
1: absolutely yeah that'd be
0: dope bro and then, yeah you know, definitely. yeah um oh and before i forget i also want to say this like um, how can people check out your, your customs page and anything else you want to shout out before we end the episode? So the,
1: uh, customs page is under, if you have Instagram, I haven't done a, I haven't done a Facebook, which I won't do one because of our Zanga and MySpace conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do have Instagram, it's, uh, PSJ underscore cc for um custom creations
0: and i'll be adding that in the description of the episode as well so uh be sure to check um out peter's page and uh, if you're interested in any custom wraps or anything for your car or even laptops because i saw you did a laptop wrap too yeah
1: the the one i'm talking to right now (laughs) i mean through right now
0: that's so cool so if you're interested in any wraps for any of your cool devices and cars and vehicles and all that stuff you know who to hit up and again peter thanks for an awesome conversation bro and um dude this is powerful great and we even got to talk about pluckies and buckers for uh, uh pluckies and pluckies i'm like combining both of them pluckies okay. and, pluckies. Pluckies. Uh, uh, and pluckers for a bit too. But yeah pluckies <laughs> and that's how the episode ends we talk about pluckies <laughs> well i appreciate that bro thanks so much again Thank you, man. really appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Again, thank you so much, Peter, for being a guest this week on Academics and on Amigos. It was an amazing conversation and a wonderful time just to catch up again. For more on PSJ Custom Creations, be sure to follow the Instagram page, PSJ underscore CC on Instagram. For more on Academics and Amigos, be sure to check out the website, www.arramirez.com Academics and Amigos. And be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. This episode was hosted, produced by Anthony Ramirez. Also, special thanks to Kyle Colgazer for all his help. Until next time, my friends, hasta luego. Be cool and stay awesome.